Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 132, How to Keep Going When You Want to Give Up. Hey, welcome. This is season four. What? Did anyone in this room think that we would be to season four when we began? Raise your hand. I did. You did? I believed in it. Well, I didn't know that we were going to do seasons. Yeah, that's But I was like, oh, sure, we'll get into the hundreds eventually, someday. I literally thought it'd be like 12. (laughs) But here we are, episode 132, and I am your host, Lori Krieg, and I am alongside my favorite licensed therapist, talented carpenter. I don't know if I'm going to keep this one because I've been calling you the Argyle expert, but I've gotten way too many questions about what an Argyle expert is. And I'm like, I don't know. Ask Dan Allender. If you guys don't know what I'm talking to (laughs) about, go dig up that episode because he... He knows. But Matt is an actual talented carpenter. He's always building a thing in the garage, aren't in you? In the garage. When we have room, yeah. Which there's never any cars in the garage. I'm not going to lie to you guys because he's always building something, which I actually do love it. But he's also, in addition to being just like Jesus in a thousand ways, including his carpentry, uh, he's also my husband, Matt Krieg. Matt, welcome. Hello. It's good to be back. Welcome to this amazing studio. And before I gush about the amazing studio, I am going to thank the one who brought it to us and (laughs) built it with his own two hands. Speaking (laughs) of carpentry, (laughs) Steve, producer Steve, the most talented radio voice and pair of hands this side of the Mississippi. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for our brand new studio. If you guys follow me on the old Instagram stories, I'm sure I gushed about it ad nauseum at this point, but it's amazing there's like glowing lights we don't know how, when and how they glow is it alien juice in there maybe we're not certain his desk that he's on over there goes up and down you're not going to model that because then we can't see your face well yeah all you'd see is the camera going up and then i don't know it would look like oh, never mind You get the idea. We get the idea. But guys, before we dive into the content today, I do want to say a couple of things. One is we so love and appreciate the feedback that you all gave us for the podcast uh, review, just feedback form. You can find the link to that on the last episode, 131. Uh, We got a bunch of um, just feedback from you guys, about 40 or 50 responses. So thank you. And one one of the responses we got couple of times was keep the beginning content a tad shorter however i will say there was about an equal amount of you guys who said bring back goofball island and make the goofy part longer so i don't know i think we have a fight between the fours enneagram fours and the sevens you guys can work it out amongst yourself but i will say i'm gonna try and keep it to about the first 10 minutes so for those of you who want to fast forward just bust through about the first 10 minutes and hopefully we will get to the heart of the matter but the second thing i want to talk about is we do have a conversation going on on Facebook. If you guys search for the whole In My Heart podcast, we do have a bit of a, a question, a couple questions that you have to answer in order to get in there. But there is an active conversation happening. My friends Amanda and John are actually fostering weekly video conversations about the episodes on Sunday nights. And so if you guys are interested in really joining a community that like actually cares about each other it's pretty neat um and talks about this podcast you are welcome to join that group and uh just reach out to amanda and john which i think we're gonna have them on the podcast sometime last thing that i wanted to mention is matt and i are starting up some monthly webinars 
Did you know we were doing this, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) We have talked about it before, yeah. Okay, but you guys, join our newsletter team on the website, lauricring.com, to find out more about those. Uh, The first one we're going to do is how to lament in real life, which that was the top thing on that survey I mentioned that you guys wanted to learn about. You said, you've talked about lament. We want to understand that better along with its partner that we engage in, which is biblical, non-heretical listening prayer. So we are excited to dive into that. And then our next one for September, we're going to talk about what we tell every parent of LGBT children. So what's our advice that we give to all parents? So we're really excited for that. Now, you guys, those of you who fast forward, just keep going. Keep rolling. You're doing great. You got a little bit more. But our question of the week, Matt and I were sitting down in our backyard with my sister Angela. um, And the question that came to my heart was this one because I was feeling down in the dumps and this one sounded great. Here's the question that we pitched to you all and you did not disappoint with your answers. If you had $100,000 which we did start with 10,000 when we were talking and I was like, we need more money, all money. So we made it a hundred, uh, 10 days off from work. All your debt was gone. Rona or COVID-19, if you are on NPR, uh, didn't exist. And you had to use the money for soul restorative things only. What would you do? So this, this isn't, I mean, that you guys said some beautiful things. Matt Krieg, sorry, I just elbowed you in the face. For those of you watching the video, you can see it. <laughs> we do a video going on. Uh, Matt, which listener stood out to you? Yeah, I really liked what Andy, my good friend Andy, Andrew said on Facebook. He said, hire a personal chef, bring a masseuse onto my team, have two full-time nannies, 24-7 care, no more being woken up in the middle of the night by my lovely children, bring a maid onto our growing squad because God knows I'm not wasting any time on housework, and have a private jet chartered to a new exotic location after a quick stop in Vegas to double his remaining funds. (laughs) (laughs) You would need that, I feel like, to get all of that stuff and the private jet and and everything. I mean, just going all out. Why'd you like it, Matt? Because I like Andy. Aww. He's a good friend. <laughs> Any of those things that you'd say yes to or what? what's your dream? Uh, I think it would still be starting um, building a pergola in our backyard, getting our backyard all nice and like set up as a kind of backyard oasis, which I mean, when we were originally talking about this was 10,000. So I can do that nine more times. Yes. Backyard oasis. I feel you. And the best part about this conversation when we had it was these are not bad things. So I have to hope that there's glimmers of echoes of eternity in what we were hoping for. Because Prob's not going to get it in real life. Steve. Uh, I really liked what Callie had to say on Facebook. Take our family of seven on an international vacation. The eight and ten year old think that they're deprived because they never have been on an airplane and i can relate i think a couple of our kids our younger two had not flown by that age at least and so they're like when can we go and there's just something exciting about you know getting the window seat and uh being on a plane but yeah so i liked i liked that one and steve would you do that uh well so this is uh the the thing about it is that it's not indulgent no necessarily but it's soul restoring right that's the idea um yeah i think i I thought about this and i do like travel um and we haven't ever done like a ministry trip kelly and i together um 
I don't think I would be able to get our kids to, to buy into that. And that would be stressful in itself. But for me and Kelly to be able to go to some friends who do ministry, you know, in other countries and just support them and be with them for some time, that would be great. Uh, it wouldn't take a hundred thousand dollars. I don't think so. We could take what's left. I tell you what, we take what's left and I would give it to Kelly as just an kind of blank check restaurant fund because she gets together with people with usually women, you know, for coffee and prays for them and does things that are like really godly, but nobody will pay her for. (laughs) So I'd be like, you could just do it and not even have to worry about, you know, how we, how we fund that. I would love that. I love that. I feel like my dream stinks now. I'm like, I think Steve's is good. Go (laughs) chase your dream. Your dream stinks. What's that one? Tangled. 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 We have kids. Okay. I appreciated this from Heather. Travel. She said the UK, Greece, Italy, or just get myself one of those places in Fiji over Mm. the water and be gloriously alone. Laugh, cry, face. Um, I said when we were talking about this in the backyard, which is pergola free, I said I would love to go to some sort of island, ocean, with Matt. I love my children. Just need a little break Mm -hmm. from my children. And um, hike. Just hike through waterfall. I want, like, waterfall, everything that's, like, borderline illegal, but safe-ish. I don't know. I don't want any broken bones, but it'd be really fun and pretty. So that would be amazing. And then the rest of the money, do Steve's giveaway <laughs> slash go to on a mission trip. I actually really want to do that. I have some friends serving in amazing places. It'd be really fun. Okay, guys, here we go. Heart of the matter. We are talking today about endurance, strength, but really it's going to be unpacking the theme of season four. Still can't believe I'm saying season four. <laughs> Our theme is courage. As I prayed about it, that was the word that came to my heart because I have felt over this last month, even when we took some time off, my heart just wanting to hide and wanting to give up. And I've realized, um, I think fear is at the core of it. I am afraid of stepping out. I'm afraid of planning things because they're just going to fail. I'm afraid of what's going to come when our book comes out. I'm afraid of so many things and, um, everything. I take that fear and then over top of it, I get like really kind of some like little snarky and a little angry. And then over that, I just give up apathy. And so I don't know that combo makes everything feel hard. And I think that there's like some spiritual stuff involved in this. Um, so guys, I want to throw this out to you. Because also, I'm just going to keep referring to the survey, at least for this episode. One of the pieces of feedback that we got was they want more Steve. <laughs> Listeners want more Steve and more Matt. I just elbowed him again. <laughs> more Steve. Why doesn't he want to be here? Why, why is he? The, uh, the question is, why am I sitting all the way over here? Yeah, with because my smart man. Yeah, see? My smart arms flailing man. about. <laughs> we should probably switch sides. I feel like you usually talk with your right arm yes. a lot more. Mm. So guys, can you relate to what I'm saying to either this fear piece, this apathy piece, maybe this anger piece, or just this lack of courage? Yes. How so, Steve? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I think that fear for me doesn't manifest in a way that's obvious. 
you know, I think, don't they say, Matt, you would know this, that when there's like anger, there is some fear underneath it, fear of losing something or being uh, thwarted or blocked from mm-hmm. some something. Um, and so I don't, I, I think I'm relating most to what you're saying, Lori, with the apathy piece. Mm-hmm. The just, okay, I know probably there's something I could do, should do, but I don't, you know, like, I don't, I'm not quite sure what I'm afraid of. Failure, maybe. Because is it, because that's, now I'm going to go into Matt's deep core wounding. Is that okay, honey? Sure. It's fine. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Um, but I give my tacit uh, endorsement. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but where he can get afraid of if he tries and fails, then he is a failure. Right. So don't try. And then you just exist better. Mm-hmm. You protect yourself from failure if you never try. Yes. But that's also not not good advice. And and you know, Lori, you you talk about okay, this apathy covering, snarky or sarcasm, you know, type of response Just, covering get, over fear. Yeah. And I I see all of those in my own life at times. Um, I don't feel it as I think as as pronounced as as you do at this moment. But I know that goodness, a decade ago, that was like my daily existence was apathy covering over sarcasm or snark covering over a massive amount of fear that just kept me paralyzed. Mm. Mm. So I, I know that's not how God wants me to live. And so I've been doing some soul work. Um, guys, I want to engage some of this soul work with you and just hear how you guys have perhaps how you've combated this in the past or what you think about some of these ideas. But I just wanted to take a second to read some verses. This was really strong in my heart because it really helps to answer the reason why try. Why do we even try? Like, Lori, why are you even trying to get below the, the apathy, snarkiness, and even this fear? Like, you can have a decent life and just exist, you know, and I don't know, kind of numb out sometimes, kind of have these moments of connection with God and then just, ugh. And, and I... I just am such a passionate person and I know that that's not how God wants me to live. And I think I've honestly been so surprised at my apathy. That's not normal me. So I'm just going to read these verses because these are the why. Second Timothy two and three, I am picking some verses out of them. So you guys, and this is, you you can follow along ish. um, But it says, you should know this Timothy that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Pause. Am I about to get into, and Jesus is coming back immediately, and we're all going to die, and everything's persecution? No. I'm just saying, let's listen to these verses, because it doesn't not sound like how the world is right now. Okay, for people will love only themselves and their money. They'll be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, Lord help us, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They'll be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They'll be cruel and hate what is good. They'll betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. 
but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Ooh, that's a word for me. And all of us work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Ah. What stands out to you guys in that? I mean, I think for me, the the place that I often go is that um, verse five, right after, you know, they'll be puffed up with pride, love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Um, that That's always one that, well, I mean, honestly, I have to turn around and like look at myself too, just because I've I've known, I've known the power of God. I've known God's actual like redeeming, changing hand on my life. And, and that's something that at times when I look at like, okay, what I'm doing, what I'm going after with, with whether it's work and counseling, if I'm trying to do under, under my own strength and my own power, like I can act godly, I can act like a Christian counselor. Yet if I'm just doing it on my own, I'm, I'm actually kind of denying, I'm a, I block kind of the power of God being oh, maybe even manifest in other people's lives. Ouch. Mm. So you're saying if you don't do this soul work to get under your apathy, under your anger, underneath your fear, you're preventing really the advancement of the kingdom of God because your job is not just work. Yeah. None of our jobs are just work. You're saying you need to free up access to the Holy Spirit in your life Mm -hmm. because then that can pour out through you to others and the Holy Spirit can manifest in their life and advance the kingdom of God. Yeah. 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 Well, and I I don't even want to say like that it can pour out from me to them, but it's like if I am blocking, if if I am fearful or if I am trying to attain something for myself, if I am trying to be the best counselor, if I am trying to fix someone else so that I can be good, that that is going to inhibit and and like if i'm if i'm blocking them from seeing god because i want them to see me that's an issue mm. that's a big problem and they will see you if you are not apart from god just like busting through yeah unless god is unless like you are picking yeah, me like, up and putting me to the side unless you are seeking him and like i always like picturing sitting in god's hand and just laying there and like work through me that's a picture I always want to have even doing this podcast. Steve O'Dell, what verses? Well, I mean, I think as a whole, what I see there is just the idea of distractions. Mm. Like, I don't know, people who chase after myths, you know, um, and there's a lot of that. And I know that um, there's a lot of distractions in my life from doing the work and um i don't know i just think about a little bit of what we were talking about earlier even um i want to uh like take care of being secure financially i want to travel i've got these things that i want to do and it's like in the back of my head there's this after i've gotten that out of my system after those things are all set you know then i'll get serious about spreading the gospel 
and really this thing is flipping it. it you know, in, in my mind, I, re, I, I read it and think, I've got all of eternity for those things. My security is already taken care of. Like that's not an issue anymore. And I can do all the cool, fun adventures in the new heaven and new earth. But right now, this is the priority because my neighbors who don't know the Lord won't have that if I don't get to work right now. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and that means more than obviously just going over there knocking on the door and laying out the Romans road. It's like praying for them. It's like actually gutting it out with them and with my kids and you know, the people that God's put in my life Mm. doing the work. This applies to me and um, not just a first century young pastor. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mentioned it when I was reading it, but don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. So that's um, Second Timothy 3, 5. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. I think what I've been so surprised at in this COVID corona time is how much, again, I just, it feels like I don't care. And like, it took not much for me to get amped up to write something, to speak something, to do something. And I'm doing it, but it feels like I'm pushing up a really heavy stone up a hill. And so I keep asking God, I'm like, maybe he's just not calling me to this anymore. Cause I don't feel like it. I don't feel like suffering. I don't feel like putting something out there. But he says, fully carry out the ministry God has given you. And there's other places where Paul says, this is why I work and I struggle so hard. And so I'm realizing my why for getting at this is I'm kind of weak. My endurance muscles are not as strong as I thought they were. I've talked on this very podcast about how we need to get gritty. And now we're suffering very lightly, TBH. You know, we're not able to do all the things. We have some financial hits. Some people are really suffering very hard right now. I'm listening to what's happening, like on the U.S.-Mexico border. There's some rough things. But generally speaking, in the United States, most of us maybe have some financial pain and then social pain. But we're not in prison camps. We're not being beaten. We're not really wrestling. Most of us probably are listening to this with our lives. And so I'm just realizing, you know, whether or not that comes, God is calling us to endurance. So how can we do this? How can we get this courage to move forward? Um, I've been listening as I am doing all the time to some Keller sermons. And he says it wouldn't be called courage if there wasn't fear involved. And so it's not a matter of moving forward. You know, we have to move scared. Um, so let's just pause there for a second. And sometimes this helps me when I'm discipling someone and it helps me when I'm discipling myself with the Holy Spirit is to look backwards, Lori. Sure, you maybe aren't as strong as maybe you need to be, but God is patient and he's walking with you and you do have some, You, he's not starting us at zero. We have some endurance muscles developed. So Steve and Matt, when was a time when you did endure well? 
when it was a hard thing, you know, Steve, I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of fasting times and maybe it's not that, but there's times where you, both of you, I know it, where you said, this is the thing I'm going to do. And I've either heard about, or I know you've developed muscles in your spirit of strength and maybe some of them have atrophied, but Matt, when was the time for you when that happened? I mean, the one that, that jumps out most heavily is, is when we were in a lot of our marriage pain. Um, Recaps for people who maybe don't know what that is or what happened. Yeah. So, well, four years ago, um, our second daughter was born and, and you kind of had a, a reemergence or a, a memory kind of resurface that there was a memory of trauma. And, and after that kind of came to the surface, every time we were in the same room, it was, it was like you viewed me as, as an assailant. Um, even though this, you know, memory happened before I ever even knew you, you know, and so there's a lot of pain in our marriage. There's a lot of loneliness. I mean, there was a lot of times where I would cry, you know, either myself to sleep or I would be out sitting on the kids, you know, swing set and, you know, talking to my dad and crying and just asking him how to do it, how to remain pursuant of you in the face of rejection over and over and over again. Um, and, and in that, I feel like I, I endured well, not perfectly, but I endured well because God meant me there. And, and I started to seek him rather than asking for him to just fix you. Um, and that's, that's a whole long story about how that kind of transition happened in my life, where it, was, it shifted from God fix you to God help, help me to fix whatever's wrong in me. Um, which you guys can read about that in a few months, <laughs> November three. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's the, the, I, I guess the biggest, longest pronounced season of, of real, like personal, I guess, suffering mm. that, that I've endured through. I mean, previous to that, I, I escaped suffering. I would, I would go and I would spend my time with sports and games and, well, and porn, like, I mean, that's, that's open here. Like I would do anything and everything I could to be out of my own head. And when he says that's open here, he means that story has been opened <laughs> yeah, that, here. That has that's been, that has been something shared. form of escapism. <laughs> no. But I, yeah, we talk about that. Yep. That's great, Matt. Real quick. I want to ask you, Matt, when will you just talk about that and you think about now, does that actually help your soul right now to be like, okay, I have done hard things that I did not feel like staying. I did not feel like loving, like remembering that. Does that help you today? I mean, yes and no, it doesn't take away the pain of, of what we're going through or, or what our nation is going through, what the world is going through. Like the, the reality is still 2020 has been hard, but I, I guess what it does do is it instills more trust that, that the God that we worship is going to be with me. Um, it's still my choice whether or not to turn to him or to pout and whine and have a tantrum. Mm. Mm. Steve. Uh, well, yeah, a few things come to mind. Um, did we talk about, we had a conversation last week, uh, did we talk about my uh, when I quit smoking? We or, talked about it when the three of us got together. Yeah. We've talked on here. You've shared 
okay. lightly. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like it was in depth. Well, it's interesting because it's a very clear picture of other things that are not as clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so for me, it's almost like a metaphor. So I smoked for I don't know 15 years. Uh, it, it was really hard to quit. I tried quitting many times, um, and this is I mean, a lot of people have this story. And um, so I eventually found a 12-step group for just smoking. And one way that they framed the serenity prayer um, is God help me accept the things that I cannot change. And this guy said, you can't change the fact that you're going to have cravings. When you are in withdrawal, when it's working its way out of your system, lighting up is a refusal to accept that. And you need to accept that. That craving is not going to change until time goes by and you get through it. So, and that was like a light bulb for me. And it's kind of what we're talking about. It's like endurance. It's like um, with smoking, once I was through that time of withdrawal, I was like, I am never going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving this sobriety up, you know? And I think a lot of alcoholics and people who uh, uh, go through addiction recovery uh, experience that. But there are so many things in life that you've got to do like in, in moderation and in a healthy way, you've got to engage in relationships and actually uh, experience intimacy in life. And if you are a sex addict and if you're somebody who struggles with lust of any form, like you can't just be all or nothing. You can't just turn that off. And so I think for a lot of people and for me in other categories of struggle, the difficulty has been being engaged in a way that is godly and healthy and not going to the extreme of something that's super, super unhealthy, you know? Um, and so staying in that, staying in the world, you know, where God has us is kind of like where endurance is required and dependence on him is required. Mm. I, I was kind of all over the place there. So I it started was, out somehow with the smoking and got to the other areas. I, I love that you ended it on this nuance necessity because sometimes it's like, Oh, well you hate your job. Well, quit your job. Well, you don't like that person. Then dump that person. But then it's your spouse, you know, like it's like exactly what you say. Like when I think about same sex attractions, it's like, Oh, well just don't have female friends. That's not healthy. It's not possible. So these extremes that we can do, it's either all or it's nothing are not helpful. So sometimes like the clean break of smoking can be helpful, but you did develop muscles in that smoking time to be like, okay, I know how to hold back and I can. And as hard as that was at that time, it was, you know, so, so, so difficult. Now I look back and I'm like, oh man, Compared to like food, yeah. eating, sex stuff, yeah. that was easy. Right. Because I could just completely walk away from it and be done. Mm. And in these other things, you can't. Nope. I love that nuance piece. I think for me, similar, well, basically exactly the same, but in my role in our marriage, I just remember sitting on the floor of our bedroom, probably crying or maybe just totally numb and frozen, wrestling with what am I doing in this marriage? And literally picturing the ring on our fingers, like God linking them together. And I was like, that is the only thing holding us together right now is the rings on our fingers. 
And I just sensed the Lord telling me, you need to pray. You stay and you pray. And I had scheduled times. It was actually, this is awkward, but whatever. I was nursing a baby in that time. So every time I fed or I pumped, (laughs) I nursed this baby. That was a time I did not scroll on my phone. I stayed and I prayed. I prayed for our marriage and I did not feel like staying in our marriage. And that's similar to how I feel in doing hard ministry work. There's days I don't feel like it. But this, and now I want to transition to our last question that again, I want to just go around the table and I just want to hear guys, what's something you're doing now in the endurance COVID challenge that none of us signed up for and yet all of us are in? How are you staying? What is a practice you're doing or something you want to do more of in this time that gets cuts below the apathy, cuts below the edginess, cuts below the fear and cracks open a a fissure to your heart, to God's heart. And even though you're still scared, you're moving forward. And maybe I'll just start and then I'll, I'll send it around because it's, it's, it's almost that for me is I try and I don't nail it every day, but I try and start my days before interacting on the socials her reading the news, good grief, is to listen to the Bible. I'm doing a couple different plans with people and just opening up my heart to God as much as I can. Instead of going, oh, I don't feel like it, or I'm so mad, or I'm so scared. I actually, even, even if I can stay with scared, God, this is so scary and so hard. But that's the vulnerable place that I'm trying to protect and protect with apathy and anger. But if I can do that vulnerable place and open it up to Jesus, throughout the day, if I'm continuing that practice, I actually am able to receive surprises from him. Like Matt coming home early last night when I was like, I'm going to kill the children. (laughs) Sorry, I am a a person. Not really. It was hard, but Matt walked in early and instead of being like, why isn't Matt home in the anger layer? I was like, Jesus, help me. And then Matt showed up. Thank you, Jesus. And that doesn't always happen. Or a friend will text me or one of you listeners will email me. And I don't, it's, it's, it really is such a gift in this suffering space because in my best moments of my best yet hardest days right now, my heart is vulnerable and open to Jesus. So that for me, that's my sweet spot. It's not filling me up to a hundred and all of a sudden I'm, you know, like junior higher drinking Mountain Dew. Um, But it is, that's been my secret sauce for today. Matt, how about for you? What is a practice you're doing now that is helping you engage this endurance challenge called COVID forever? Yeah, I I think... I mean, I talked about it with you at some point a few days ago, the kind of the practice of silence to, to allow myself to, um, to not feel rushed to like go like quickly from client to client, but to even just sit for a couple of minutes in silence and allow myself to hear from God again, um, to kind of add to that, you you asked for something I would like to do. Um, I would like to start externalizing some of that stuff share your heart with your wife 
let's not go that far. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do like sharing with you, but I'm thinking more. And it's a practice that you've had for, for a long time of like journaling but just some some space, whether it's journaling, I'm not a writer-ish person. So even I think the act of praying out loud to myself as opposed to just leaving it all kind of silently in my head. Um, so I think that's kind of the next step is to try and take some of the stuff that I'm thinking about and actually externalize it. So speaking it out, whether in prayer or, or writing it down, um, a, it helps me to kind of sit in it longer because I can think a lot faster than I talk or write. Um, Do you want to sit in it longer? Oh, the feeling, like actually feeling it longer. I just can't move on to the next thing quite as quickly. Got it. It's not like, oh, and it's done and it's done and it's done. It's like, oh, I have to actually write it out or, or form a sentence that actually comes out of my mouth. you know. And so I think that is probably the, the next step because I feel like that would allow me to to also kind of more more tangibly take it to Jesus as opposed to just kind of in that silent, thoughtful space. Love it. Mm. Steve? Uh, yeah, man, this is, I, I feel a little like a broken record, but um, I've really still been so grateful for the pause app. One minute pause. Yeah, yeah, good old org or com or something, you can find it. Yeah. Uh, so just that, uh, just consciously leaving things and people in the hands of God and working on my intimacy with him and just, you know, asking for him to heal that, continue to heal that, and then just asking for more of him, more of his love to fill me up. Um, and that coupled with journaling, I feel like I don't do it as much as I want to, uh, but when I do, I really am grateful. And, and, and uh, something else Matt, since you're talking about practices we want to start doing or do more of, I've been thinking about this just very recently, this idea of being the same courageous person in all contexts. So I can tend to be a bit of a chameleon. I'll read the room a little bit. You know, I can adjust um, the way I talk and the way I relate to the person or people that I find myself with. But uh, lately, and also I'm afraid of potential conflict. Uh, Maybe that's the reason behind that. Um, But in the era of the mask wars, you know, like everybody's got a very strong opinion right now about something as stupid as a mask to step into that with like, I don't know, something, I can't take credit for this. This just happened and it was God led it. Like, I feel like he just uh, led me to say something about like, where's God in that? Um, And not like teachy or preachy, but um, I don't know. Like it really diffused some of the emotions and I feel like it was really redemptive and it was just me being present to the Holy Spirit in that moment. So I want more of that. I want to be um, the courageous spirit-led person um, in more of the context of my life, more of the relationships. Mm. So, yeah. I love it. You guys, we would love to hear your answers to that question that I just posed. This isn't uh, the question of the week, but we would be encouraged and exhorted. Maybe I'll share them on the socials if you give me permission. Uh, but just what are you guys doing to endure 
this COVID challenge that I said none of us have signed up for, but we are all in and we all have the same collective one, but we have unique ones. So what's something, um, a practice that you guys have begun in order to stay heart, soul, spirit connected so we can live out of that second Timothy two and three uh, life. We can be strong and faithful to the end. Um, We do have a question of the week for next week, which is this. What does your mask say about you? Speaking of mask wars, (laughs) we'll just take it there. (laughs) Just kidding. If you guys, if people get crazy, I'm not going to politicize masks. We all have to wear them. I just want to know. What do you got? Maybe you got a straight up American flag eagle all up in your face. I saw some person had a picture of their face like enlarged over their face. It looked hilarious. (laughs) I want to do that. Um, We'll have to talk about ours and what ours look like. Steve, I can't wait to hear what yours looks like. So I want to hear. Everyone's got a mask story. Who knit it for you? Where did you find it on the side of the road? Probably not that. That's probably full of COVID, so don't don't put that on your face. Tell us. Hit me up, podcast at lorikrieg.com, or follow me on the socials. I'm asking it there, and I want to hear your stories. Okay. Last thing. Share this. If this podcast means something to you, just offer it to a friend and um, maybe that's an act of courage that you can take today. Okay, guys, for all of us here at Season 4 Hole in My Heart Podcast, we will see you next week. Mask up. <laughs>